When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Secret Squad. It's my favorite day of the week, and this is a brand new episode of I've Got a Secret. Today's episode is going to be nothing but fun. I'm talking with Angie Banneke, Hollywood's go-to tarot card reader. That's right, Secret Squad. Angie reads cards for major celebrities, politicians, and CEOs of major corporations. Some of the CEOs who have Angie on retainer have closed multi-million dollar deals due to her guidance, naming exact dates in the process. Angie offers unique life mapping and helps clients reflect on patterns to propel them forward in life. You know me, Secret Squad. I have so much fun with these practices. I've had episodes featuring numerology, psychic readings, and manifestations, so I can't wait for all of us to learn more about tarot. This is the secret to your tarot fortune. Angie, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I think that was by far the best intro I've ever heard. So thanks for making me feel great. (laughs) I'm so happy to hear that. I hope you can actually also hear my excitement about this whole podcast, about you especially, and about this whole subject. Well, that's what you need. Come in open and it means the cards are really going to, really going to speak to you. So wait. I can't wait. I can't wait because truly when I said fun, I really truly meant fun. And I love reading and knowing that there are actual CEOs that contact you and have you do their tarot card readings and will actually use the information to make multi-million dollar deals. Is that true? It's so funny. I have like, as you were saying that, I was like, oh yeah, I guess that is true. Uh It's funny. Even one that pops to mind um, is someone who I started off reading his wife and I would say, oh, by the way, the cards want me to tell you, you should tell your husband about this. And she would go and like, and then after maybe like, I don't know if it was six months or a year, she was like, okay, he needs to start calling you. And so it was kind of fun because it wasn't like, you know, I would just say, oh, tell him this. And he's like, I need to talk to her now. Oh, I love it. I love it because I have to tell you, my husband is just a full-blown skeptic, you know, so I'll be honest with you. I, however, have just so much fun. It's entertainment, but it's very interesting to me. So I'm I'm just the first one in the seat when anyone like you is in the room doing this kind of thing. But he is a skeptic. But if you read my cards, and of course, I'm hoping you do from now on for forever. If you read my cards and you had me tell Philip something, I would run, not walk. I would run and tell him. And I know that he would sit there and he would allow me to tell him whatever it is you said. And he would listen. I can't guarantee that he would act on it. But he, I would make sure he listened to me. That's how much fun it is to me. And that's how interested I am in it. Honestly, I wasn't a big believer either. I wasn't into this. It's not something I always had with me. I would say the first 30 years of life, I was a like, 
I make things happen. I don't need anyone yeah. to tell me anything. I'm, I'm like a doer. And so I think that's what brings my unique perspective is a uh-huh. lot of times I'm like, I get it. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. I, I, I don't know if I would be want to hear that or like be open. And uh-huh. so it kind of, I bring that sort of not let me convince you or I'm always right. But like, let's yeah. just, what do they want to tell us? Exactly. This is going to be fun. Right? Exactly. Because I'll be the first, I'll tell you right now, straight up, right off the bat. I believe in God and I believe that we're all put on this earth with a plan. And so I, I give up to that. I live my life knowing I'm here and there is a plan for me and I'm open to that. Now, I believe that we are in charge of our own destiny at times and we have to be open to the signs that God sends us. And so, of course, I am in charge of my own destiny at times, but I am so interested in this and I will listen to what you have to say and I just really enjoy it. And so I'm not a skeptic, but let's start with you. You haven't always been a tarot card reader. So tell us when and how were you first introduced to tarot cards? Well, so I worked in in marketing and PR for a long time, and I left the marketing company that I worked for and went off on my own. And I started having dreams and started telling friends things. I just sort of just got this little bit and where I was starting to be like, whoa, how did I know that? Oh, like my friend's baby is going to be born 10 days late. And I'd call her like, but we would laugh and be like, okay. And then like every day we're like, oh, the baby's not coming yet. Um, And then a friend's gave me, I had a friend, my friend Holly gave me Prada tarot cards. She was like, I think you should try them. You know, they were not like, it was like a deck of like 20, but I would go to Soho house or the Chateau and I would just be sitting and, and, and I would, you know, friends would sit down and I'd be like, let's see what the cards say. But I would say something, you know, or a stranger would sit down and I'd be like, you just lost your job, but don't worry. Like two offers are coming. And they would be like, oh my God, how did you know that? And I'd be like, wait, I was, I was right. Like it was more just this like fun thing, you know? So just to your point, it really was just fun. And, and for me, it was the unraveling, not the, like, let me tell you. I'd be like, what are they, what are they going to say? Oh my goodness. So you were as excited um, as they were. Yeah. Yeah. And we would like unravel together and we'd be like, okay, what do, what does this mean? And and so I did that for, I really resisted, you know, you talk about um, believing in God. My parents are very Catholic and I'll never forget being at my brother's wedding in France and his wife, um, her her whole family was like, oh my gosh, read my cards. And we would do it in secret from my parents. I'd be like, don't let my parents see. And finally, one of the cousins like ran over to my parents. It was like, your daughter knows things. And they were like, what are you doing? And then I'll never forget them coming to visit in LA. And people were going, they were like, people are coming up to us crying and saying how you helped them and the cards helped them through things. And they were like, you can't ignore this. Like you have a gift and you're helping people. So you can't ignore. So it really was this like shift for me too, to really see that. And, and, and it was soon after that, or maybe it was around that time that I just was like, I have to, I can't not do this as my like life because it just is like, pulling me and it brings me so much joy to be able to to help people. So yeah. This is so exciting. Okay. So I have two questions just right now that I have to ask you. But the first one is, did you say that before you ever read tarot cards, you were somewhat intuitive. You would actually have thoughts or intuition about your friends, such as your friend's baby coming 10 days late. Sure. And, but I ignored it, but I didn't, I was 
always like, I don't know. Or I would say, these two people, you need to meet. I don't know why, but you need to meet. And then, you know, they would get married or like they would do a business together. But I would always be like, oh, I don't know. I just like you both. So like, you know, it was more like I kind of was like, oh, no, that was just by accident. Oh, like I, I never that. sort of I wasn't someone that was like, I know things. Yes, Let me yes. tell you. It was more just like to your point, it was fun. And I was like, OK. And then then the card sort of became the thing that unlocked for me to to realize like, oh, they they, they can tell us things. Oh, they can love. be helpful in more ways. Oh, I, just, I love hearing that because you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I've always been very intuitive and, and will often say, mm, I believe that this is going to happen or I can just feel that this is going to happen. And, well, quite often it does. And I've always been one to say, lead with your heart, go with your gut, always. So I love hearing that. So tell me, how exactly did you learn to read tarot cards? I I taught myself. First of all, the biggest the biggest thing was like the experience of just doing it and letting sort of the the cards. I also I I heard you mention you had a numerologist on. I numbers. I've always had th this thing with. I was always at the top of my class, like scoring, uh, you know, crazy things uh, with numbers. Math and science was yes. was a suit, so it was almost there. But again, I was like, I don't want to do anything with math and science. But uh -huh. the cards sort of unlocked with the numbers <gasps> for me, and I could look at the numbers and the pictures and kind of create. And then I just started it, once it once it became really real to me. I bought lots of books. I, I sort of went on different retreats. I kind of let myself be pulled, but I really kind of created, um, which is what I'm starting to do now is to teach more, but I really even created my own system for how I can get dates for people. And I created some of my own ways to, to kind of have the cards tell me like, oh, this is, it's almost like I tell them like, this is how you're going to tell me these answers. And then they can show it to me. So. Oh, wow. This is so interesting to me. So when, as you started realizing that you have this gift, was it a little unnerving to you at all, ever? For sure. I think that's why I resisted uh -huh. doing anything with it except for fun or like, I, and I even at the beginning would be like, get me a glass of wine. Like I almost needed to, I, if I focused too much on it, it was too overwhelming, right? I had to sort of be like, okay, let me let this is fun and, and, and with a glass of wine. And then I think I was a little scared of the responsibility of that. So yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely. And, and, you know, like to your point, when you have a hunch, right, you can kind of just like go with that. And, 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 and I think what has actually made me successful as a reader is that I also, a lot of times will say, I don't know, like uh -huh. I've learned with that responsibility to be like, when I know something I'm going to like, shake yeah. you and say, no, 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 this yeah. is what they're telling me to tell you. But many times I'll say, I don't know, or like, here's a choice, you know, that you can make. And so, yeah, so I kind of learned how to, how to. Oh, wow. I have so many questions just that. running through my mind right now. So when you think back, do you think that you've always had this gift and just maybe didn't quite realize it? I'll tell you something that that really resonated with me that when when this was happening to me, like it was right around 33 and I'll never forget, like Budweiser was one of my clients and all these people were sending me, you should go see this psychic or this shaman or this like numerologist. And I'll never forget my Budweiser client taking me to see a numerologist. And he was like, oh, you just turned 33. You have Jesus numbers. And this is the point where you realize your gift. And when he said that, there really was not the, the, the idea that it just happened. It was like, 
felt like I wasn't supposed to know, almost like I had to go through and live my life in the way that I lived it. Um, and, and around that time when I turned 33, I was able to like accept or open up to what, um, that meant. And so, uh-huh. yes, maybe there were little things, but I, I don't think even if, you know, cause some people say, cause my daughter sort of has this gift already. She's only three, but, but all of my friends are like, Oh, um, cause she'll tell us things like she'll, she'll say things and we're like, and I like nurture it. Right. And oh, my friends yeah. are like, just think if you would have been nurtured, but I really don't know that that would have maybe it would have opened a little, but I really do think part of my path was to almost have this whole other life and then to open to this. Because like I said to you, part of the reason like Andy Samberg let me read his tarot cards is because he knew me as like the fun girl that he met when he moved to LA. And he's sort of like, okay, I'm kind of curious. Like, and he felt comfortable knowing the old me and sort of like, this is my friend who I know, you know, um, not as this. And so let's see what she's doing now. So that felt like part of like how the path was supposed to go. Wow. What was it like when you told your friends that you were making a big career shift? Were they supportive when you told them that? You know, no one was not supportive, but I I definitely had a lot of people sort of pull away or like friends in entertainment, like especially like guy friends. I remember being like, she's ruining her life. Like she's at the top of her career. Because also I was like very successful. It wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel like I peaked already in this career. I was doing really well and loving it. It was just that like, I was really, I couldn't help being drawn. I I didn't want to help, you know, Budweiser make all this money anymore. I wanted to cry with someone and help them see more into their life, you know? So I think some people had a harder time with that. Um, But I never felt... I definitely saw certain friendships kind of like drift away. And sometimes that was a little sad, but I really, and it was just really, I think kind of lonely, you know, Uh when we make different choices, I think Uh in any career change, you know, there is a sense of like sadness or, or lonely, you know, you, that's part of the, the process of things. Um, I definitely had, you know, my brother was like someone who was just like, he, he is, he is maybe like your husband. Like he's just like, I don't believe, but Uh then, you know, when he would get a job offer, he'd call my mom and be like, does Angie know I have this job offer? And then I would be like, tell him this, like, this is what's going to happen. Oh, and, funny. Um, and so he would like say like coincidence, coincidence, but he'd always like want to tell me when he had a choice to make, you know? Oh, so he's still like, it's still, but he's my, he's my way of loving when I do have that resistance from people, because I can be like, oh, it's just like Adam. Yeah. Just like my brother, yeah. you know, he's kind of your barometer for, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. when you mentioned there is a sadness to it, when you declare your new passion or your calling in life, and there are certain ones that don't accept it and turn away. Do you think that that sadness you're feeling is really because they're actually showing you who they really are? Mm, ooh, that's a good one, Robin. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I always yeah. feel that way. It's like, it is sad. It is sad. But I think the true sadness comes in that they're showing you who they really are. And you, they never really showed you that before. Or that like you're going, I always think of someone said to me, it's almost like as you spiritually evolve or choose to grow bigger, it's like climbing Mount Everest and not everyone can get to the top, right? As you keep where you start at base camp, like it slowly filters and you have less and less, but then you have these strong, intense connections as you get, as you get higher and it, and it's all worth it. Right. But it is like, it's going through the process and like accepting that as part of the process. 
So once you made your career change, how did you go about building up your clientele? It's funny. I've been thinking about that a lot lately because in this class that I'm teaching, they're like, we want you to help people who are looking to start a business. And I really, I had a harder time with this because my job before, like I said, was like marketing and promoting businesses for them. But in order to do it for myself, I really, and especially with this whole, I, I never wanted to convince anyone. I never wanted anyone to feel uncomfortable. I just always wanted to be so authentic. And so it was a really slow build. That first year, I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent. You know, I went from like, you know, being, doing really well to sort of like, I, I can charge a lot because I am still like finding my way. And I really, uh, so much of it was word of mouth uh -huh. and I would feel so grateful because I would yeah. read someone and they'd be like, can I tell my friends? And it, oh. it really, and I kept kind of manifesting. I think the other thing yes. I was like, I really want to like write a column. Like I remember when you're being like, if I could just like do something where I'm, I'm getting a little bit of press or like writing yeah. for a magazine. And then the next year goop, I, I like signed on to do work with Goop oh. and I signed on to work with Society6 and it was almost like I called it in, like it happened in such a way that I was like, how did they find me? Like, I didn't even have to pitch it and it kind oh. of like came to me. Um, so that was a big, like, you know, it's like trusting in the gift of it. Right. And yes. sort of like when you build it, they will come. Like yes. it was just like allowing things to happen. I so, yeah. That. Okay. So let's talk about the tarot basics. What can tarot cards tell us really? They can tell us a lot. They can give us what we need to know in a moment, or maybe even what we need to know what's coming, but they can also, there are many times um, where they can say, you don't get to know right now, or you have to live through this. You have to go through this experience, not knowing what the end is, but going into it open heart. I think that's something even the more that I do this and the more I realize there are times where I'll even feel like I know what is coming for the person, but I will force them to be like, oh my God, this feels really good, but I don't even want to tell you what, like, I'm going to give you, this is the date where you're going to feel really excited or whatever, because I'm like, it's going to feel that much better by me not like ruining the surprise almost, yes. right? There's yes. something about like living towards that. And, 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 and that is one of the things that, that I really love about what the tarot can do too, is to sort of give these dates to be like, here's when you're going to feel a shift. Oh, you're feeling like you're struggling now or something's not happening for you. Like, here's where, here's what the buildup is. Like, here are some, here's a little framework or some timeline or what you have to work on until you can feel this like big moment or shift for you, yeah. which is yeah. a pretty cool. Oh my gosh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, so exciting. And Robin, I have one more thing I have to tell you. So yeah. I channel through music and I've had it going while we've been talking. It's just on silent, yeah. but the music through Spotify will give me messages. And it's funny when you ask, what can the tarot tell you? The song playing right now is Whatever You Like by Anya Marina, which just feels like it's like, we'll tell you whatever you like. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I love that. And you know what? I especially love that you have music involved because Philip is a huge music lover. He has music playing all the time when he's working on his shows. You know, his shows are very, very serious, very serious topics. But he'll have music playing in the background really loud. And I used to think, like, how can he concentrate on such serious topics with that really loud music going? But it helps him concentrate. And our youngest son 
is a musician. And he toured right up until the pandemic. He opened for the Jonas Brothers. So he was on tour. And then the pandemic hit. And so he's not touring right now. But it's so funny that you brought that up. So I (laughs) am dying for you to read my cards and answer one question for me. I was going to wait, but I feel like this is time. Okay. So Jordan and his wife, Morgan, my precious daughter-in-law, have a baby due any day. (gasps) It's a little girl. Okay, so her true due date is Valentine's Day. So that's uh, in a few days. That's in a few days. But I woke up this morning and I really, really feel like she's coming today. (laughs) And so the doctor told them, well, I don't want to tell too much, but her nickname that I've given her until she arrives is Petunia. (laughs) So I know little Petunia will already be here when, when this podcast airs. But we have maybe in the next five or to seven days, she maybe will arrive. But my gut is telling me it could be today. Okay, let's look. (laughs) Okay, so let's start. Oh, this is so exciting. By the way, I also have to say that before I called, I was like, what is this about? Is this for me? There's a song called Look Up in the Sky, and it's all about this baby spirit in the sky. And I was like, this isn't for, this isn't for Robin. Oh my gosh. And the song just switched to Sunshine of Your Love. Oh, Oh, Petunia. Oh, I'm just, oh, I hope I could make it through the rest of this podcast without crying. Okay, so I want all my listeners to know that this is a virtual podcast, but I am looking at Angie and she is actually working her tarot cards right now and she's going to answer my question. I'm so excited. Okay, the first message I get, okay, I'm going to look at timing for you because what I'm getting right here is like, it feels like she's not quite ready yet. She's not quite ready yet. Okay. I wanted, I wanted to be like, Robin, you're right. But this feels like, no, no, no. Okay. No, she's not. She's not ready. Okay. Um, what's the date? Oh, let me look okay. Her, okay. her due date. Is, okay. Her due date is Valentine's Day. And today is the 12th. And her first due date was the 14th. And her second one, it was moved to the 17th. It's so funny because I'm getting the wild card. Here's. Honestly, my cards say the 14th is the best, like that's the best day, but I keep getting this wild card, uh-huh. which I'm like saying, and it's like, it, it, the wild card to me is sort of like, surprise, surprise. And oh my gosh, I'm going to go with the 14th, <laughs> but know that I get the wild card also, but she reads as like, she wants it on her time. I keep getting patience and planning. I'm still going for the 14th because I got powerful partnerships, but I will tell you, sometimes I can get Uh a crazy, very specific date. And sometimes they kind of play with me. Um, and this, they're sort of like, she's, she's choosing on her own and she's a little bit of the wild card. (laughs) And she feels, she feels like She's a little bit more like her mom, but it's funny because mom and dad both read as king and queen of wands and she's the little page of wands. So she's very much like a product of both, like, which is also the, the creative, the, the inspiration, like it's, which is funny that you mentioned Jordan's into music because she has that, she's a like creative soul. Do you know, they had their numbers done with the numerologist that I just adore. And, and she had dad's life path number and mom's something else number. They're so connected, mom and dad. And she's so connected. She had dad's life path number of four. It was so fun. And she is very much going to be lots of fun and giggly, they said, but 
very strong and in control. Yeah. Also, the song playing right now is Lover's Friend. So we like Jordan and his wife, like very good combination there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you so much for doing that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. You know what I think it's time for us to do right now? There are two things I do in every podcast. And one of them, the first one is drink of the day. So my staff creates a drink in honor of you and our topic. And so this drink we've named Bright Future. I I would love to know what song is played right now. It's still waiting on an angel. Let me skip to the next one and let's see what we get. Oh, good. Okay, so... This drink is called Bright Future, and it has two peach slices, two orange slices, a fourth of an ounce of simple syrup, one and one half ounce of vodka, and four ounces of lime soda, and some water. And in a shaker, you muddle the peaches and one orange, slice them together, then you add in the simple syrup, the vodka, and the ice, and you shake for about 10 seconds. And then you pour it in the glass and top it with the soda. Garnish with the orange twist and then you enjoy. So I'm going to say to you, since we are virtual, if we were together, we would both be clinking glasses and saying cheers. Mm -hmm. But I'll say to you, cheers. Cheers. And this is in honor of you. And I want to tell the listeners that if they go to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com, they can see the drink and they can see the recipe for making this drink. And when they do look at the photo of the drink, I want them to take note of the glass. Because one thing I always do is have a lot of fun picking the glass that I serve the drinks in. And they'll notice on here that this says Bar Hemingway. And I bought this glass when we were in Paris at the Ritz in their gift shop. Because they have in the Ritz in Paris, they have a bar called Bar Hemingway. And I just thought, I've been, I've been, been I wrote about it. I did a book and my friend, um, Will Kopelman, oh. wrote, I had people give me advice and Will, who was married to Drew Barrymore, yes. wrote to me about Bar Hemingway. And that's where he's like, that's where you need to go when you're in Paris. And so that was, yeah, I yes. love that. That's the, yes, it says I'm right going to have to go make that drink. Bar Hemingway. And it was, so wasn't cool. it just a beautiful bar? I felt like Hemingway oh. sat in that bar. And he had me meet, and I can't remember his name now, like the oldest bartender who's been there forever and is known to make these drinks. I can't remember, but I sat with him. I had the best time. We met him as well, but the glass is very special to me because we had so much fun there. And this is also in honor of Pat Ann Dawson, a very dear friend of mine I lost in the last year. 
because she sat with me in that bar, her husband and Philip and our family. So cheers. Cheers. The song playing right now is Five Years Time by Noah and the Whale. Oh, five years time. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the next five years is going to be a wonderful time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would take that with that too. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. How does tarot differ from numerology, psychic readings and everything else out there? You know, well, the tarot is sort of the way to, you have these pictures and it's a way to give a story, but I like to, I will combine, you know, like I threw in a little bit of your numbers and astrology, like, cause when I'm pulling the cards, I'll kind of try to like put things together. And it's almost like, like I said, even the, the numbers that are on the cards, a lot of times I'll say, like I said, said to you, oh, you're in your nine, you're moving into your one year. The The cards many times will mirror back some of those numbers or even like, will give me numbers that that match up. So it's I always think of it as like I'm kind of like the channel and the cards are another way for spirit to give me this message or for me to see to and understand what the message is to help guide someone. So yeah. Wow. Wow, I just love that. And I read that you call yourself the explorer of the soul. How did you get that nickname? Ooh, no one's ever asked me that and to be honest, people always want to put a definition on something. Right. And I was like, tarot card reader, like just doesn't yeah. feel like, uh, th- it doesn't give enough. Right. It just uh-huh, sounds more, more. And so I kept thinking, what am I doing? And I, and I felt like, Oh, I'm helping. Like I'm exploring your soul with you. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, what do we need to understand from your soul? What do we need to <sighs> understand? And what do I, and for me, even like doing this really forced me into exploring my own, like really looking in at myself and like looking at my stuff and helping myself learn. So that, that felt like that exploration. And I love to travel. Like I said, I wrote this book about travel. And so I was like, now I'm exploring in a different way before I was the adventurer. And now I'm still the explorer, but I'm going in. Right. Oh, I love that. I love that you picked that. Okay. So do you have to be in a specific mindset to read cards or is it more so the responsibility of the client's energy? I think like it helps if the client is really open or if you're, you know, that helps. But the more clear, like I said, the more I look at myself, the more clear I get myself, I can still help someone if they're not quite there or, or Usually I'm not reading anyone though, unless they're showing up, you know, like I mentioned to you, I don't want to force this on anyone. So it's like, I really want the person to open to it, but I don't need the person quite to like, or if someone shows up and they're like, I'm scared to do this. My friend is making me do it. And I just don't know. Yeah. Really what I feel like my cards do is, is help me by giving the messages in a, such a way, like almost like the cards will tell me you got to give some harder truths here, or they'll know to be like, here, tell them this, like, let's like keep it really light and help them like understand that I, I do feel like there's a, there's a, a way of uh, communicating to like, to, so that the person, wherever they are, can hear what the cards want to say. So wow. when someone sits down for the reading, is there a ritual that you do to prepare for that person's reading? For example, do you have them touch the cards? Do you have them shuffle the cards, cut the cards, or do you do something for each reading? Well, now I only do Zoom readings, you know, since the pandemic, I've like been only doing over over here. Um, And I did that probably 60% of the time before. Anyway, I have a lot of clients who don't have time to drive over, you know, where it's just like we're on an hour on the phone or on Zoom. Um, But I have my own sort of rituals. Yes, I like to like light sage and I, I 
or sometimes I'll even like, if I'm feeling not clear, I'll go for a walk or like water all my plants, like connecting yes. to nature will like open that. Yes. Um, I, there's a lot of different things and I kind of sometimes get stuck on certain the more that I do it, I can kind of tap right in a lot faster, right? At the beginning, I would be like, I have to do the 15 minute walk and I have to like make sure I have my water right here and you know, all the things. Um, now I can kind of sit down and tap, tap yeah. in a lot quicker. Wonderful. I used to, when people used to come, I would have them. I, I don't like anyone to touch my cards. Like Good. I have Good like a weird, yeah. like no, only I my energy, that. only my energy, yeah. but sometimes I'll let them pull from a different deck. So, and then like, especially men, a lot of times will be like, wait, that's the one I pulled, you know, when I read it to them and they're like, how did that just sum up everything we were just saying? Is that the same one that I pulled? You know, cause then it gives, you know, it, sometimes for those of us who aren't quite as open or aren't ready to hear, to have that, like, oh, I did that. I touched yeah. that card. You didn't yeah. like, you had no like control over that. And that's the message that it gave me. And that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Then you know, is another way to have that sort of, you know, cause I love the magic of it. Like yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. it's the fun and the magic. So, but the there's really no way that, you can yeah. manipulate the cards for each person anyway. It's what they are. No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So what happens when you read cards and they show bad or troubling news? Do you tell your client anything like that? Sure. Well, and this is where like this becomes the responsibility of how to know what the person can receive and how to tell it. And I think that's why I was mentioning to you how I created the the timing that I do, because for me, then when I see, oh, OK, this person has a harder year or they're going to be going through some stuff. How do I help them? find the positives in this? How do I help them see the light through this? How do I see the, help them see what they're going to learn about themselves through this? And how do I give them gates? Like, I'll never forget my neighbor was like, you told me it was March when everything was going to like, like she was already having some trouble and some, some, some financial concerns. And she was like, every day I would be like, we're one day closer to March. And she was like, in March, you were right. But it like, you know, it was a way for her to almost know, like things aren't supposed to be easy. And this is part of my lesson to have to go through a little bit of this struggle, but it is going to be okay. And by March, I'm going to feel completely different. Oh, and so yes. it gives that like home, right. To sort of yes. be like, okay, the money's not flowing till then. So how am I like working through this and like finding my way. And, and then I have this hopeful point where, where things can shift. So that's, that's a big way how I handle the. That's um, wonderful. So do you carry stress or anxiety from having to deliver news like that to your clients? No, just the other day I had everyone having emergencies and a lot of like really high profile people. I was like, I can't say no, but oh my gosh, pray for me. And I had a few nights where I was like running through things, but it was more because I knew I wasn't fully a hundred percent because I stretched myself too thin. And so then I knew I may not be delivering in the perfect way where now I'm in a space where I can set myself up. So I know I'm at my clearest and good. And I'm really almost even helping to shift any of that darkness. Like so many times I'll be on a call with someone and they'll be like, the guy I'm dating, like, he won't call me back. He just disappeared. And then halfway through the reading, they're like, oh my God, he's calling right now. And I'll say it's because we shifted because I helped start, helped you shift your worry and anxiety. Yes. So he felt that shift and wanted to call you then. Right. And so then like, I think I've created that space where I'm like, 
even when it's hard or there's dark or whatever, I can know that what I'm doing is helping to like move things or to help them. And so I don't normally hold that unless it's like the other night where I was like, that was too much. And I feel, you know, like, I hope I gave everyone the best, you know? And of course I got messages saying that was great, but I was like, I know I could have been better, but you know, that's just like any job, right? Just like any job. You're not really carrying their anxiety. It's your anxiety and you're recognizing that. And I would think that your job is really in some ways at some time similar to a therapist where you have to really separate yourself from. And I say that because I'm married to Dr. Phil and and I see just from the platform of his show and and because I'm there, I, I see where, you know, he has to separate himself from being personally involved to being more a conduit to their stress, their trauma and what he knows as a professional, if he's in the hole with them, how's he going to help them? He has to stay out of the hole and do his professional, what I say magic. He can't get in there with them and and, and become personally involved in it, or you would just be a, a wreck at the end of the day. But honestly, I have so much respect because you're right. Sometimes it does feel that way, but I really, I push clients to come once a year. I really, I have a few that I will do, you know, on a regular basis, but I really, I have so much respect for what he, to, honestly, what he does. I, I know myself and I know how I like really like do get involved when it becomes like that. And so for me, I'm like, how can I infuse and then send you off and let you come back in six months or a uh-huh. year and then like infuse again and help you. Um, but yeah, it, because it it is a lot of times like that therapy and, I have so much respect because my heart, like that part of me is like, that's the part that I know of myself that I'm like, I have to keep the song. You can tell Dr. Phil the song for him. It just switched to good vibrations by the (gasps) Beach Boys. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's one of his favorite songs. I'm telling Uh, you, I'm being honest. That's one of his favorite songs. Good vibrations. I love that. And I think what's wonderful about what you do is that you can connect with your clients when you're reading their cards and you have the ability to say, and I want you to come back soon. Like, I want you to check back in and let's read the cards again and see how you're doing. So how often do you encounter skeptics? I I can't imagine that you would encounter them that often because why would they be there with you, right? Yeah, I used to do a lot of events, like up until literally right before lockdown in LA, I was doing an event for Rachel Zoe and Nikki Reed. And I, I, it's, I keep thinking about it because I'm like, oh my God, literally that night was when it was sort of like, okay, LA is shutting down. I think it was March 16th or right around then. But I used to do a lot of those events. And so that's where I would have people sit down. And I would, I was getting to the point where I was starting to get kind of mad because I was like, I charge a lot of, I'm good. Like someone would sit down and be like, I don't believe this. And then I would tell them something and I'd be like, and they'd be like, wait, I, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty insane that you just said that. And I'd be like, yeah, this is what, this is what I'm paid to do. Like, yeah, like, questions, like, you know, like, like, yeah, come on. Like, like that, why would what, they what do you mean insane? I'm a professional. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's like where, you know, sometimes it was nice. Cause I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. I've got it still. Like I can like have people sit down and go with it. But, um, but sometimes I'd be like, yeah, come on, take this advice. I'm giving you something here for free. Yeah. I love it. And so when you work with these really powerful CEOs, I love it that they're, that they actually take your advice or or do some of them 
act like they are not listening or act like they're not going to take your advice because maybe they their egos or something won't let them up tell you or I would like to say that I give the power right back. I am saying like I have one and I love it because he'll just say, he'll just say names. He'll be like, okay, are you ready? I've got a list. And (laughs) you know, cause he runs a few different, he's on the board of different companies and he'll just say people's name, like CEOs and, but he won't even tell me, he'll just be like this person. And I'll be like, totally trust them. They're going through a hard time in their life, but like, you can know that you guys are going to work or whatever. And he'll be like, Oh, you're so good. You're reading my mind, you know? And it'll just, but every once in a while I'll say something that'll be like, that's not, you know, so for most of it, he's like, yep, dead on, dead on. That's my gut too. Okay. Okay. And then every once in a while, there's something different and he'll be like, okay, go more on But because we're so aligned with everyone, when I do say something different, he'll be like, okay, go deeper there. And then for him, it's sort of this thing to be like, okay, Angie gave this, that's a little different than my gut. So I'm going to put that in my back pocket. And it's not me saying, you know, like go do something. It's just like, well, here's what the cards are showing. And Oh, um, I love it. Yeah. So if the cards predict something about the future, is it possible to change your behavior to change that outcome? I mean, we're talking about, uh, so, about the cards. So. I think, so. yeah, yeah, I think sometimes, yeah. I think some. there are times where I'll say to someone, I don't think you, you really can't F this up. Like, I really yeah. don't even know if you can. That's how big it feels. Oh. But there are times where I'll say, like, it's really important. Or maybe when someone's even, like, almost on the brink of, like, meeting someone, I'll say, like, oh, you've worked through a lot of stuff in relationship. Like, someone's ready. But it's really important that you don't go do something like, go like have a one night stand and like, like get yourself emotionally because you will block this or like, you know, like there, there, so there are times like that where it can give sort of a, like, listen, if you're in this and you're really, um, doing your best and you're connected to your soul and listening, like this is what's, you know, coming. Oh yes. So yeah, be open-minded, watch for the signs. Don't, don't shut yourself out. Exactly, oh. exactly. And I think to your point, right at the beginning, you said like, we are powerful. We are yes. not like we have God's direction, but we also are like choosy. You know, there, there's, I think it's a little bit of both. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, wow. So let me ask you this. Can anybody practice tarot or do you think you need a special gift? I, okay. So my favorite analogy with this is like a basketball player, right? Like some, you look at some basketball players and like, they were born like they were maybe born in circumstances that it's like they like overcame odds and they became huge superstars right and you have some kids who maybe just have this gift can pick up the ball and are just like throwing and some who have to work over and over and i really think with the tarot i think i'm a combination like i work really hard like i have gotten really good because i show up. I do readings every day for a while there. I was working on me. I like, I have done it over and over and over. So it's become so a part of me. And I think I have a little bit of the gift, you know, yes. my, my great grandmother, I found out, but later I found out my great grandmother had the gift, but she threw the tarot cards away because she started seeing so many bad things. And so I take that knowing my gift is that I'm aware of that. But my job, like I said to you, is to help shift that dark into light. And that's how I'm like, I can keep doing it and keep. And so I think anyone, we have that here. And some of us have it. Sometimes someone sits down and I'm like, whoa, you're surrounded by, you are power. You're more powerful than me. Like I can feel the like 
support around you, the angels, that your your the, your connection there that that is so powerful. Um, and then there are people who who are just really interested and want to like dive in and understand and and have that that inkling. So I think you can become the superstar, you know, tarot oh, card reader, wow. basketball player, either way, right? Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that because, you know, I was telling you earlier about our youngest son, who is a musician, and when he was very young, his teacher said, you know, I believe that your son needs to be challenged. His little brain is always working, and she said, I really think you should offer him some music lessons, you know, maybe piano lessons, and so I talked to him that day after school. I said, Jordan, your teacher thinks you should have piano lessons. I said, but we're just going to do it for fun, and the reason I'm telling you this story is that when he started to play the piano, his father, his brother, and myself, we all said, we'll learn with you. We'll just make this a whole family thing. Not one of us could do it. Not one of us. We all started trying way back with all the other teachers. We all tried to play the piano. and We just really couldn't do it. But Jordan, boom, he picked it up. And so That's obviously amazing. he was born with the talent that no one else in the family was born with. Jordan went on to learn the piano the guitar, saxophone, like he could play anything. So some people are born with the ability to do something and some people have to learn it. Totally. I'm one that would probably have to learn to read tarot cards, but I think I could pick it up because I'm like obsessed right now after listening to you explain all of this. Well, even you having the intuition, I think for you, Robin, it's like you said, you already get these things and it would almost just be this thing to be like, I was right. You know, like it could give you more of this validation or be like, I knew it, you know? It takes me to my next question. Can you read your own cards? And do you? Do you Uh, read the tarot cards for yourself? I do. But as I'm teaching, I always remind this to people. If it's like, if we get too caught up, just like I think, you know, like I was saying, we can't always know everything, right? And sometimes we can be so intuitive and following things, but when you really want to know something that you're not supposed to know, you can get caught up or you could like, I'll know if I'm not in the best place with something, I won't pull cards. And I normally, I use them. I mean, Robin, I use them for crazy things. Like I'll go on revolve and be like, I want to buy some dresses and I will put a bunch in my cart and I will use the cards and I will test them too. They'll be like, don't buy that one. And I'll be like, that's my favorite one. And then I'll get it and it won't fit me or something. And the cards will have said like, don't, get that one and I'll do it anyway. And then it'll, it won't fit or like, and then like there have been crazy times where like, it's just helped in these like silly ways where like, that's where it's kind of like fun with the magic. Cause yeah. it's like, yeah. Oh, that's another way to shop. And also like it keeps, sometimes they'll start being like, they're spending too much money and I'll be like, okay, I can't like oh, no more online shopping for me. Do you know when, um, when the, when the kids were doing the numerology, uh, session with the numerologist recently, she was telling us a story that there's a number that's not a good number for her. And so she did her numbers because she had to have some surgery on her eye. And she did her numerology chart that day to see what was not a good number for her. And it, it, the number was six. And she goes to the doctor. They take her down the hall and put her in a surgery room to have the surgery done. And the room number was six. And she just looked at him and went, uh-uh, I can't do it. I can't go in that room. We can't do the surgery on my eye in this room. And they said, why not? She goes, because that's not a good number for me. And they went, okay, no problem. <laughs> and they Amazing. took it to another room. Is this a good number? And so obviously they had a nurse in the office that believed in numbers because she said, no problem. Is this a good number? And she said, we can do it in this room. 
<laughs> and I thought, oh, I love That's that. Amazing. If I knew how to do my numbers yeah. before I went to a doctor's appointment, I would for sure do it. So, <laughs> so right now, before we do one thing, let me ask you this. How can someone wanting a reading from you get in touch with you? They can go on my website, which is just my name, angiebanneke.com. Can you spell your last name? Sure. A-N-G-I-E, B as in boy, A-N-I-C-K-I.com. Dot com. Oh, wonderful, because I have a feeling there are going to be a lot of listeners right now that are going to want to get a reading. I highly encourage all the listeners to go to your website and book a reading because it is just fabulous. Do you want me to read anything more for you? Yes. Okay, let's see. What can, What else can I tell? When, when's your birthday, Robin? My birthday is December the 28th, okay, 1953. So Ooh, so, oh, which is so funny that, because is this your first grandchild? No, this is Jordan and Morgan's first child, but it's our other son has two grandchildren. I have a granddaughter and a grandson. They're 17 months apart. Avery will turn 11 next month and London oh is gosh. nine. So, you, so you're an old pro at the, at the yes, grandmother. Well, I, I was just I thinking. I love them so much. I was thinking, because you're also in this nine year, which this year for you is about like, there the nine years like usually preparing you where next year feels like a whole new exciting like there's a lot happening for you in 2022 um and this year sort of like giving you these little glimpses into that like get ready um let's see what is the cards want to I also know the Capricorn of you because my partner is a Capricorn so I love Capricorns and you guys have had you've had a the last three and a half years have been sort of more of this roller coaster for you guys. And what's happening now is really this opening for you to step in. Like the universe is like, we want you to be more of this leader, this inspiration for others. And it's like time for you to step into that, which is really cool. Obviously with this podcast, you're already setting yourself up for that. But I would just say, get ready for more. Um, I love that. Oh, and you also come up, the first card for you is, the queen of pentacles and she is oh and there's grandmother um you read as the queen of pentacles is the woman who can do it all and can take care of everyone and read upright (laughs) sort of very much like you're you're you can be the career boss and like run all of this but you can also like take care of the whole family and and feel you know you can see my hands I'm like you're like wide reaching you're like holding everyone together um And it's funny because it's showing me your focus, which is interesting what we were talking about, is like, be open to surprise this year. Like, let yourself be surprised. Um, And I also get, oh, and this song just switched to Waiting on an Angel. Oh, which I think it goes back to your little petunia. Oh, very angel, baby. Um, But I also, the cards want me to tell you to open, it reads it in this way that's like, it's funny what I said about that one year next year where you're, you're, you're busy and there's new and a lot, because this whole thing is showing me we have something more for you. We have a new opportunity. And this is the, the Ace of Pentacles. It's like um, money, you know, like a way for you in the material world where you're doing something new. And it's like, this is your potential now. Like, it's like, you just keep taking care of everyone and doing what you're doing, like running everything. And, and the near future is like grandma. Um <sighs> But it shows me and it's like, relax, but you're about to start seeing this year to me is showing you something big. I'm like, I don't know. When I saw that, I was like, is this a, like a TV show? 
or like something there's something um oh, yeah funny how fun and you're this this year it's like it's sort of like relax and let yourself see it relax okay. and let yourself see it okay oh my gosh you are so uh, much fun so now we've come to a time in the podcast that we do on every podcast and that's play a game how do you feel about okay. playing games i'm ready Oh, good, 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 good. Okay, so the name of the game is called Mind Reader. This is a word association game. You have your numbered cards, and I have my numbered cards. I will say my word on my card, and you will say your word on your card. And then we will both think of a word that links the two words on our cards. The goal is that we say the same word, thus getting inside each other's head, and reading each other's minds. For example, if my number one card has the word peanut and your number one card has the word lunch, I'll say one, two, three, and we will say the word that we both think links them. Words that could link, for instance, sandwich and jelly would be PBJ, for example. Okay? So I hope the listeners understand. Okay, so now I have in my hand the cards. Do you want to say your number one first? My number one is North. And my number one is Ski. So on after I say one, two, three, we're going to say what comes to mind. One, two, three. Okay. Mountain. Mountain. Did you oh. hear me not, not hear me say it? I I'm said sorry. It. I didn't hear you say it. Can you believe that? Okay. Number two. What's your word? Waffle. Waffle. Number two word for me is donut. Okay. One, two, three. Breakfast? Syrup. What'd you Ooh, say? I said oh, breakfast. Oh, you're right. I said syrup. I was thinking more <gasps> of your word than mine. I wouldn't put syrup on a donut. Okay. Number three. I'll go okay. first with my word. Okay. My, my word is cup. Okay. And this is short. Mine is short. One, two, three. Mug? Saucer. Oh. oh. Yours is better. Oh, I couldn't oh. get that one. I think yours was better. Okay. okay. Number four. You go first. What's your word? Sticky. And mine is Canada. One, two, three. Soda? No. Oh. What was oh. her word? I said snow. That was very good. Okay. Number five. You go first. Beautiful. Mexico. One, two, three. Flag. That's all I could think of. Their flag is beautiful. Your flag is beautiful. Your word was better. Mm. Okay, I'm going to have to really get my mindset on this last word. This is our last word, so I'm going to really try to tune into your mind. Okay. 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 My word is Shakespeare. My word is heart. One, two, three. Juliet. Poetry. Ooh. Very good. Poetry was very good. That was it. That was our game. Did you like it? I love this game um, <laughs> because it's like forces you to think, but I get too in my head with it, I think. <laughs> I think I did too. I think I went kind of blank, especially on Mexico. Because there are so many beautiful things about Mexico and not their flag. <laughs> so, um, but I love these kind of word games. I love these kind of word games. We're just too. put on the spot with it. So I feel I like know. both you and I are like, 
<laughs> I totally agree. So I can't not tell you how much I have enjoyed this. And I'm so sad to say that this brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. This has just been so great. Can you tell all of the listeners where to find you online and how to book a virtual session with you? Sure. You can find me on my website at angiebanicki.com. It's A-N-G-I-E-B-A-N-I-C-K-I.com. And you can find more info there and book readings there as well. Oh, I just love it. And I think virtual readings are probably just as wonderful, if not better than in person, because together today, virtually, I've had so much fun with you. Oh, me too. And Thanks I have to, so much for having me. Thank you so, so much for being here. I'm going to tell you that as soon as we sign off, I'm going to book a tarot card reading for everyone on my staff. Oh, I have to tell you, this has just been wonderful. And I want to tell all of my listeners to please go to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com and you can get all of the information that we shared with you today for booking a reading with Angie. You can also get the recipe to our drink of the day. And please look for all the extras. That's going to be so much fun. So until next week, bye-bye.